You're listening to the Fired Up Podcast Network. Let's get fired up. Welcome into the Fired Up NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Lamb, joined by Sean Balzer. What's up, Sean? Hey, Brian. Ready to uh, talk some Cowboys mock draft. Let's do it. Yep. This is a uh, Dallas Cowboys uh, 2023 mock draft. Uh, seven picks, one in each round. Uh, fifth and sixth round picks are comp picks, so they're uh, just a handful of picks later. Uh, no trades. Um, so let's just go ahead and uh, get into the first pick. Uh, round one, pick 26. Sean, you have him taking B. John Robinson, running back out of Texas. Yeah, the uh, the running back in the first round conversation is uh... – vast this year especially on twitter um and i understand it I, i'm more so an advocate of of waiting um and not taking your running back in the first round but uh, i'm not jerry jones um you know they've got uh, tony pollard for one year coming off the injury on the franchise tag i think they're going to ag- address running back at some point you know do they do they actually do Bijan in, in the first does Bijan even make it to 26 these are uh really good questions but uh i th- Tea leaves seem to be headed this way to me that, uh, you know, if, if Bijan does make it, that they'll go ahead and take him. He'll be the the next in a long line of uh, workhorse running backs for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, you lose Ezekiel Elliott, um, franchise tag Tony Pollard. Uh, Got to find somebody to, to pair him with, I think. Um, and, and grabbing Robinson there at the end of the first round, you get that extra year. Uh, out of the deal, um, I think it's a, a really solid pick for them. They've got Rico Dowdle, Malik Davis. They recently signed uh, Ronald Jones. Um, you know, I think that those three are essentially battling for the number three job because I do think that they address running back at some point in this draft, whether it's with Bijan or somebody else later. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens there with those three. But uh, to me, if, if Bijan is here, I, I think I think Dallas makes a move. Yep. Uh, moving to the second round, pick 58 overall. Um, you got him taking Luke Musgrave, tight end out of Oregon State. Yeah, so I think tight end is uh, is high on Dallas's list of not only needs, but wants this offseason. Um, with Musgrave making it to the 58th pick, I think that they're, they're ecstatic here if this were to happen. Uh, essentially you've got the top four tight ends, you know, consensus ranks, you know, pretty much have Michael Mayer there first and then different, differing opinions on the other three Musgrave, uh, Darnell Washington and, uh, Kincaid. I'm a Kincaid fan, but I believe here uh, at 58, the other three had, had come off the board. Um, I do think Dallas is in play to take Mayer there at 26 um, but I, I think that they would be thrilled to uh, to get Bijan at 26 and Musgrave here at 58. Yeah, I have Musgrave the second tight end on my board at NFLDraftLounge.com. Um, didn't play a lot in 23 uh, due to injuries. Uh, saw him come out for the Senior Bowl. Looked really well, uh, all things considered. Uh, thought he had a really good performance. Um, probably the best receiving tight end out of that group uh outside of michael mayer um i don't know i, I like kincaid i like i like kincaid as a receiver yeah i don't know bib 
uh, <laughs> he's there. Um, I don't, I don't know if I just have, have Musgrave a little higher. Um, but in terms of, of maybe a more traditional tight end, uh, I think, I think Don Kincaid is, is maybe a little higher. Um, moving to that third round, uh, pick 90 overall. You have Javon Dexter, defensive lineman out of Florida. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Dallas, again, another position that Dallas will address uh, during this draft is uh, defensive line. Not a whole lot of uh, depth there on, on the interior D-line. Uh, Odigi Zua is uh, a starter for them, a solid, solid starter for them. They recently re-signed uh, Jonathan Hankins. Um, I, think, I think that this will be a position that they address really like uh, Dexter here in the third round. Uh, I have this as a, as a value pick for them. Yeah, I love it. Um, I love his size. Um, you know, athleticism, I think, I think all that, you know, everything that, that he did at the combine that you measure at the combine, I think he did really, um, for me, the only things that are knocking him down, uh, is what's on the game film. Um, but picking him up here, at the end of the third round, I think is good value for them. Um, and, you know, you, you look at that uh, defensive front for them. Um, they have some young guys there. Um, so, you know, this is, you know, adding more of the same. Uh, but I, I, I think that it's, it's a move that can pay off for them and, and maybe give them a little bit of uh, leeway to, to do some different things on defense. Uh, moving to the fourth round, pick 129 overall. You have Dorian Williams, the linebacker, out of Tulane. Yeah, I like uh, Dorian Williams, line, uh, off-ball linebacker for them as a alternative, I guess you would say, to uh, Leighton Vander Esch. Um, they drafted uh, Jabril Cox a few years back and have gotten virtually nothing out of him so far. Um Dallas really values the linebacker position. You've seen it over the years with uh, Leighton Vanderess, uh, Sean Lee, uh, Micah Parsons, who they initially took <clears throat> more of as an off-ball, despite the fact that he's become one of the most dominant uh, edge rushers in the league. Um, so another position I think that they'll address that I think that they they value highly, um, Dorian Williams, linebacker out of Tulane. Yeah, I really like the value, uh, once again. Um I think we're just hitting uh, just value pick after value pick um, here for the Cowboys. Um, like his size, um, you know, it's, you know, for them, you look at that linebacking group and they have talent there. You have Micah Parsons, you have Leighton Vander Esch, um, you know, Jabril Cox, somebody that they just grabbed. Um you know, so you kind of wonder what that that next linebacking uh, position is is going to hold. Um, adding somebody like Dorian Williams in there gives them a little bit more depth and uh, a move that can certainly pay off for them uh, down the road. Uh, pick five, fifth round, one sixty nine overall. This is a comp pick. Um, you have Bryce Ford Wheaton, receiver out of uh, Virginia. Yeah, again, to me, this is 
this is more value. Um, some people, this may be a reach for some. Um, this guy just absolutely crushed the combine. Um, different uh, different metrics had him had his uh, relative athletic score at ten or close to ten, nine nine or so. Um, again, just absolutely crushed the combine. I think that this is another position that Dallas is going to address during the draft. Uh, I think some fans are hoping it's a bit higher than the fifth round. I'm not sure I see it uh, higher than maybe maybe two. Obviously, they brought in Brandon Cooks, uh, got C.D. Lamb, and uh, they're hoping to get something out of Michael Gallup this year, more, at least more than they did last year. So we'll see how that goes. But I do think that they'll draft for, uh, for some wide receiver depth at some point in this draft. And uh, personally, a big fan of Bryce Ford Wheaton, um, just an absolute athletic monster here in the uh, fifth round. Yeah, I like the pick. Um, you know, if I'm if I'm Dallas, maybe I'm looking at a wide receiver earlier than the fifth round. Um, you know, they just grabbed Brandon Cooks. Oh uh, yeah, Michael Gallup, Ceedee Lamb, um, Simi Fajoko. I just think you have to make a, a bigger swing at wide receiver. Um, you know, so that's, that's maybe something I would, I would look at third, fourth round. So um, the, the problem with that is my, um, my, my understanding of how Dallas works and you know, what they look for in a wide receiver, they want the, at least in the higher rounds, they want a bigger guy. They're not, you know, we've got all these small, you got the, the Zay flowers um, and guys like that, that are just, I don't think that the, the Cowboys are going to pull the trigger on a guy like that in the first or second round. Um, so for me, I was looking for a guy with size. Now, when you get down to the fifth round, maybe they're willing to to take that swing on a on a smaller guy. But uh, I think that I think that uh, a wide receiver of this size and athleticism is what they're looking for. Whether it's you know somebody with a little more production, a little bit higher, I'm just not sure who it is. Um, I don't. I don't think that they're realistically going to take a guy in the first round, like, you know, Quentin Johnston. Um, I'm not sure if Jackson Smith and Jigba is, you know, meets that uh, criteria for them or nor do I think that he'll be there, you know, at 26. So I I'm, I'm with you that they could address it higher. I'm just not, I wasn't able to find a guy that would, that would be there for them at a, an appropriate spot that I, that I thought is, you know, what they're looking for in a wide receiver. Yeah. I mean, six, four, um, I mean, obviously, obviously has a size, um, you know, four, three, eight, 40, um, you know, as, as you alluded to just killed the combine. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's an interesting one. Um, you know, it'll be oh. interesting to see where he, he comes off the board, uh, you know, at the end of the month. Yeah, obviously, if he had the production, we'd be talking about him as a first or second round pick. Um, I believe combine measurables wise, he comps extremely well to Andre Johnson. Um, that That's the type of uh, physical freak we're talking about here. That doesn't doesn't mean he'll be Andre Johnson, but uh, this, guy, this guy's a beast. Yeah. Moving to the sixth round. It's a big one. Pick 212. You got him taking Stetson Bennett, quarterback out of Georgia. Break it down. So quarterback, you know, Dak, uh, I, I don't have any hot takes about Dak Prescott moving on or anything like that. I, I do think that 
the Cowboys are in a position contractually where they're going to need to restructure or uh, you know really extend. Um, I believe he has a, a massive cap hit next year. So um, I'm not saying anything crazy like that's going to happen. I, I do expect Dallas to stick with Dak for the foreseeable future, probably five plus years. Um, however, you know, I do think that Dallas is going to consider and look at, you know, depth and potential development options. I think that I, I don't think it's crazy that if somebody like Will Levis were to drop to the, to the late, you know, uh, late 19, late teens or, you know, mid twenties or so that I, I do think Dallas is somebody that would consider that, um, you know, getting into the second round, maybe if Hinton Hooker falls a bit later than, you know, I think he will obviously big Hinton Hooker fan um, outside of the age, you know, I, I do still see him as a first round pick, but you know, if either one of those guys were to fall, I, I think Dallas is in that conversation. I think you know, obviously the quarterback's the most, most important position, in the game and in sports. Uh, so, you know, if something were to happen to Dak, you know, they, they did resign Cooper rush and I, I think they feel solid about him as a, as a backup. Um, he didn't play uh, amazingly or anything last year, but he did uh, win just about every game he, he started. So, you know, I'm not sure that, um, you know, if, if they'll address quarterback high, higher than this, but uh, I do think that they'll take a developmental guy at some point. And, you know, Stetson, ben, Stetson Bennett in the sixth round to me gives them what I would call a high floor. Um, you know, I don't know if, if they feel he's going to have the, the ability to, to convince a team that he'll be a starter one year, that they'd be able to trade him or, or get, you know, uh, a good contract for him at, at some point to get a, a, a comp pick in return. Um, but I do think... I think he would be in consideration for them here. He also is a guy with some uh, some character concerns. I think is is that fair to uh, to say? And uh, yeah. yeah, I don't think Dallas is uh, too afraid of uh, you know taking a swing on a guy with some character concerns. They're not. Um, you know, like you alluded to, obviously feel pretty strong about Cooper Rush. Uh, gave him a two year contract. Um, you know, obviously started for them to start the season, did really well there. Um, Will Greer is on a one-year contract. Um, obviously probably not a threat to start at any yeah, point. I think it's important to note preseason they cut Cooper Rush and oh, I, I forget if it was Greer or another quarterback. They, they went into week one or right up to week one with no with no backup quarterback at all. I believe they brought Rush as a – uh, practice squad uh, promotion there for week one, if I if I'm remembering correctly, and obviously he ended up being very important with some uh, missed games for Dak, which is you know I don't I don't have it in front of me, but you know the Dak Prescott has missed you know uh, several games the last few years, so I think the the backup quarterback position is important for him. Um, Cooper Rush does give them up some floor, but uh, I think it makes sense to uh, you know we're talking sixth round here; it's nothing too crazy. Uh, this gives them a developmental guy that could you know, at least potentially be a strong two. Yeah. I think if you want to talk about teams that are willing to overlook the character concerns, um, Dallas is probably on that list. Top five, if not one. Yes. Yep. Um, I don't know if I'd make the move. It's early for me. Um, I think you can get some more impactful players and ones that are going to um, be more impactful early. Um, 
but you you look at the production college and what he was able to do at Georgia, um, and it's hard to overlook Stetson Bennett. Um, take everything off the field, um, out of the picture, um, and just look at what he did on the field. Um, and I think he's a really good player. Uh, some size concerns, um, but but somebody that I think, um, you know, to, to bring in and maybe, you know, at the very least compete for that third quarterback position and, and see, um, you know, maybe you can hide him on the, uh, on the practice squad or, or do something uh, to that effect, um, you know, and, and, and just keep him on the roster there. And finally, seventh round, uh, pick 244 overall. Yeah, I'm taking DeMarco Hellams safety out of Alabama. Yeah, this, this is more just depth. I uh, don't necessarily think safety is a, a big need. I think they feel good about uh, J. Ron Curse and Donovan Wilson. Um, again, I don't have it in front of me, but I, I, believe, I believe it was Curse that just got the uh, fairly significant extension. They also have Malik Hooker as a uh, you know, depth that I think they feel pretty, pretty decent about. This would give them... You know more more depth there in this in the uh, in the back the defensive backfield um, like like Demarco Helms especially late seventh here as a uh, you know, guy who can who can step in um, I think pretty quickly if needed and potentially develop into a starter. Yeah, like you alluded to, um, I think it's a depth move for them uh, taking that. Um, you know, obviously you have starters there. Um, you know, not a, not a threat to, uh, compete for that position. Um, you know, maybe somebody that you look at for Nickelback or, um, you know, uh, an additional cornerback on the field at times, um, you know, uh, special teams, uh, something to, to that effect, uh, I think is, is maybe a, a position for him. Um, especially early on in his career. Yeah, especially early on. It was Donovan Wilson signed that uh, three-year, $24 million contract, by the way, not Curse. Yeah, I mean, even even going back to look at, um, you know, how they've built that team, um, you know, have, have resources into the offensive side of the ball um, and and, you know, outside of, defensive tackle and, and linebacker um, really haven't done a ton uh, on the defense. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot we could have done that we didn't do here. And, uh, you know, kind of took, took what fell to us on the board. We, again, we didn't make any trades here with this, this mock, I think uh, offensive line, is definitely something uh, a position that they could address early. I think uh, corner is something they could address fairly early. Um, you know, Diggs is coming up. You know, for a contract extension. You know, assuming they're going to do that, they uh, just traded for Gilmore. I imagine he's more of a one-year um, plan. Uh, at what I believe is his age thirty-three season. So, um, you know, didn't feel good about value at, at any of those positions um, for Dallas, but uh, corner. Uh, O-line, definite possibilities. Um, we, if we didn't address D-line either, uh, we didn't defend uh, you know, de- defensive uh, you know, 
an edge rusher, I should say. Obviously, we've got Dexter there on the interior. Um, I think Dallas feels pretty good overall with Dan Quinn running their defense. And uh, I think it's more likely than not that they're going to try to load up you know, on offense um, and try to go for it this year. Yeah, weapons. Um, I mean, I think that's the only way that you can, you know, kind of compete with, um, you know, some of these top teams in the in the conference. Um, even if you do make it to the Super Bowl, yeah, uh, you, you got to better than you have been. Um, to put down and score points as quick as you can. Um, and, you know, so, so grabbing Brandon Cooks, I like that move for them. Um, but I'd, I'd also like to see them pick up a wide receiver early. Um, love seeing them grab Luke Musgrave in this uh, mock draft. Um, even Bijan Robinson. Um, I mean, those are two home runs right there for me. Um, you know, again, if you went third, fourth round with a wide receiver, uh, you know, I don't know if you go three offensive picks back to back to back, um, or throw in a, a defensive player there like you did with Javon Dexter in the third. Uh, but, uh, I, you do have to address the offense and just, just try to surround, uh, Dak Prescott with some weapons. Yeah. Again, doing what I think Dallas will do, not necessarily what I would do, um, Running back in the first is a no-no for me, despite Bijan being, you know, uh, I don't want to say generational talent, but uh, potentially the best prospect since uh, Saquon. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd rather I'd rather a you know, wide receiver there, or um, you know, even D line uh, edge rusher potentially. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I think it makes more sense for Dallas to just kind of load up on offense and, and see if they can go for it. Again, I, I think overall they feel pretty good about their defense. Uh, led by Dan Quinn. Yeah, I mean, looking at Bijan, um, I've I've got him tenth on my board. Um, uh, and listen, I don't I don't disagree with tenth overall as as a as a prospect as a as a talent, right? It's it's about the the value. It's about the fact that you're you're paying him. You know, if you if you take him at twenty six, you know, I don't have the contract numbers in front of me, but if you take him at twenty six, you're not only are you using a first round pick on a running back, but you're, you're instantly making him probably a top off the top of my head, six to 10 pay, highest paid running back. I mean, the, who got the most this off season was a Miles Sanders, um, David Montgomery. They're getting like roughly 6 million. I'm sure that's not fully guaranteed. So it's just <clears throat> to, to instantly listen. Bijan is, is an incredible prospect. I'm not taking anything away from him whatsoever, but the, the, um, it's the opportunity cost. It's the opportunity cost of using a first round pick, instantly paying him um, you know, more money than, you know, some of the running backs you could have gotten in free agency for uh, not for free, but without, without using a first round draft pick on. Um, I think personally, I think better use of uh, resources here, especially if you, if you want to load up on offense would be, you know, offensive line, uh, wide receiver, uh, maybe maybe go for tight end one here and get uh, Michael Michael Mayer or uh, you know said so you got Musgrave at two. I think I Kincaid at two personally, but uh, any of those top four I think would be great. And then 
you know, are any, do any of them even make it to 58? So obviously in this mock, you know, we, we got one at 58, but I don't think Dallas can assume that one of those top four tight ends is going to be available there. Yeah. I mean, even if you wanted to target Michael Mayer, uh, I don't think you can do it with a 26th pick. Really? Um, yeah. I think you're going to have to move up. Wow. Um, I mean, I think you're, you, you're probably right, but he's, well, he's I, mean, a, I think that, that you're going to sell more shot. than one tight end off the board in the first round. I think um, that's probably, that's probably so, you know, I mean, looking at pick 26, uh, I, I don't think that's going to be uh, a, a spot where you see all of your tight ends on the board. So I would assume that we've, we'll probably see maybe two, uh, maybe even three of them gone by then. Um, you know, so at, at that point, you know, if, if Robinson is gone, then maybe you, you target Musgrave. Um, cause I've got Musgrave 28th on my board. Um, you know, so he kind of fits right in there. You know, it's a, it's an interesting question. Um, I don't know what to really make out of this tight end class. Um, it's deep. I would call it very deep with four potential top guys. I mean, if you had, deep. if yeah. you had any of these four at one, I don't think I would strongly argue with you. I don't think I don't really personally see Darnell Washington as like a a big time pass catching tight end option. Um, but he's just a monster of a human. Um, would give you essentially a an extra offensive lineman that can catch passes. I mean, he's he's not a nothing in the pass game. Um, yeah, I I like Kincaid a little more than you do. Um, I think you know. I understand Mayor being consensus all around guy. So, like I said, I, I wouldn't wouldn't necessarily argue with anybody who had any of the three, maybe four at the at one. So, I mean, it's a it's it's an interesting class. Uh, I want to say it was Daniel Jeremiah. Somebody said it was the deepest tight end class that they've ever scouted. Yeah, I don't know about ever. Um, I mean, I think you can go back to twenty eighteen and uh, and find a lot of similarities. Back then, you had Hayden Hurst, Mike Jacecki, um, Dallas Goddard, Mark Andrews, Jordan Akins, Ian Thomas, um, all of which are guys that I think uh, you know are, are capable of contributing at that position. And who? Um, I mean, you, you'd have uh, Goddard being the the most productive up to this point in his career. Jacecki, we'll you know we'll see what he does with New England. I mean that's that's an interesting class, but I I would say this one this one beats that that one for sure. Not only that, but Dallas Goddard was a second round pick. He was, um, well, I mean you know in 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 eighteen the only first round you had was Hayden Hurst. Uh, he went to Baltimore at twenty five. Um, we had they, two in the second. They, they double dipped third, with, uh, and then Andrews. Ian Thomas in the fourth. Um. They did, yeah, in the first and third. Yeah. Um, but you know, even in the fourth round, you had Dalton Schultz. Uh, you know, so I, I think that you can take this class uh, at tight end and and draw some comparisons to twenty eighteen. Um, you know, I, I I think that the talent is is kind of. Uh, is honestly pretty comparable uh, between the two. Um, 
you know, you look at some guys like Luke Musgrave, um, who's probably more of a receiving tight end, um, better vertically, um, probably isn't going to play a lot of inline uh, tight end uh, where he's asked to block, although he's capable of doing it. Um, you know, but then you go back to 2018 where you had Hayden Hurst, who's probably the better blocker. Um, Jacecki, um, maybe more of an all-around. Goddard is a uh, a better receiving tight end. Um, you know, and then you can, can go down the top of them. Um, you know, obviously we know what Dalton Schultz did in uh, in Dallas. Um, but you know, I think it's it's interesting um, just breaking down that position. Uh, but again, it, it's one that that I have no idea what that direction is going in. Be interesting to see. Yep. Uh, any other thoughts on this mock draft? No. Um, you know, I'm sure all these picks will be perfect and nobody will have any uh, issues with them. And it's exactly what Dallas is going to end up doing. So, uh, no issues here. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, Sean, uh, tell everybody where they can find you. Just, uh, at Sean underscore Balzer on uh, Twitter. And I am at Brian Lamb underscore ISN on Twitter. And uh, we both are contributors for NFLDraftLounge.com. This has been the Fired Up NFL Draft Podcast. And uh, we'll see you next time.